0: Welcome in everyone to a special episode of the Non-Profit Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Swim Kareem, live in Denver, Colorado. Just was watching that Detroit Lions-Kansas City Chiefs game, and yeah, the Lions actually ended up winning that thing. And I'm here in mile-hot country, so I'm sure anytime the Chiefs lose, Denver Bronco fans go crazy. So shout out to Denver, shout out to Colorado, Rapid Reaction Episode to the Directors of Volunteers and Agencies Conference, Colorado Conference on Volunteerism. Had a really good time. I have some thoughts, some rapid reaction thoughts from the conference. And one of the things as I was attending this conference, interacting with some high-level individuals from all types of government agencies nonprofit groups, NGOs, and a couple of like hybrid type of organizations. Here in about 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, I want to give my thoughts on the state of volunteerism. This is a subject that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time, and I might even talk about this in a future episode, but when you're around volunteer managers from all over the state, you want to be able to give at least a little bit of insight on some of the things that are happening in the world of volunteerism. I got my start in the nonprofit space in volunteers. And so I'll talk about that here in a little bit. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. I know you're Instagram. If you haven't already, open up the app right now at the Nonprofit Insider um, A lot of great pictures from today's event. A lot of great uh, insights I'm going to give over these next week on Instagram. So be sure to follow us on Instagram. One major change if you've been following us already. On Sunday, I talked about the book. Hold on. Do I have it here? I have it somewhere here. I'm in the Airbnb. It's somewhere around here. I'm talking about the book Trans. Forming disruption to impact rethinking volunteer engagement for a rapidly changing world one of the speakers was scheduled to be one of the one of the speakers at today's event was going to be there beth steinhorn she is one of the editors and contributors to this particular book it came out back in january 2023 she wasn't there and honestly after today's events I, I wouldn't even have time to properly talk about that i'll probably talk about that in wednesday's episode that'll be our 20th episode even though if you look we've done i think 22 23 episodes but i don't include the specials so the, for the 20th episode i'll probably do that as a part of the rapid fire book reaction so be on the lookout for that for this wednesday's episode hopefully i can get it out on time so no book review Beth, we wish you well. She got hurt. I think I think it was like said she broke her wrist or something like that. So she's the leader of VQ Strategies. They do amazing work, based right here out of Denver, one of the sponsors of today's events, which is really, really cool. Again, follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. Not gonna waste any more time. Let's dive deep. If you didn't attend to the conference, the Colorado Conference on Volunteerism, listen to it because I think I'm still gonna have some highlights from today's event that I think you all as Nonprofit insiders will appreciate. So be stick around for that here a little bit. All right, let's hop to it. One of the things I was thinking about with this conference that I attended earlier today was for a lot of organizations all across the nation, whether you're in Portland, Oregon, whether you're in Detroit, Michigan, Miami, Florida, Asheville, North Carolina. Shout out to Asheville. Had a couple of folks that I had a chance to to see that are from that general Western North Carolina uh spot. Shout out to you, Rachel. If for a lot of organizations, this is the first time that a lot of groups, whether it's for-profit, nonprofit, government agencies, are doing in-person events for the first time in four, sometimes five years. And the director of Davia or Devo- is it DaVia or Davoa? I think it's DeVia. DuVia? See, I you think I would know by now. She was saying that this is their first time doing this conference since 2019, and that's something I'm hearing across the board from all type of agencies, coast to coast. And one of the things, if you're gonna do something, honestly anything after four years, roller skating, uh, using an Excel spreadsheet, working, r- setting up a conference. If it's your first time doing something after four years of not doing it, it's going to feel like a big lift. And I want to give some really high praise to the... Look, I'm already messing up. I want to give some high praise to the uh, Duvia Colorado group because they came back with a big freaking splash. As an attendee, this this felt like a flawless conference. And, And I'm sure... That they had a lot of things behind the scenes that probably didn't go super well. I'm sure they had some experiences of what the heck is going on. But as an attendee, as someone who drove six hours to attend this conference, because some of the things I was hearing from folks on LinkedIn, it felt like a flawless conference. So an amazing job, great location. Colorado, one, is is a wow. If you've ever been to Colorado... I mean, come on! This is this is a wild state. There's not a lot of those, but this is a wild state, and Denver is a super wild city. Uh, so it's in a great location. So boom, you got that check mark. One of the things I really appreciated about this conference, and this is again, shout out to to the committee and to all the people that were a part of it. Great handling of the logistics. The conference rundown sheet was perfect. Not too big, not too crazy to understand, a good splash of color. It's a logistical thing, but still, very good, very well done. The sessions, not too many sessions. I'll talk about that here in a little bit. Perfect. Information shared. One of the big things with with any conference, especially if you're in a, a new environment where a lot of your participants have never been, or even if they have been, it's still going to be one of those situations where they need to know where to park, where to go, where to sign in. From the very start, they had an amazing setup in terms of the information that was shared. Um, just they, they really just did a good job of getting the foundations right. And I was talking to the committee chair, the DeVille committee chair, Tracy Venica, and I was saying to her, one of the things I really appreciate. And this is like this is at the end. We're at the hangout spot. We're like one of the last eight people around in the annuals section of the the botanical gardens, which again, a truly amazing venue. If you've never been, check it out. I've had a chance to go to the National Botanical Gardens in Washington D.C. That's really good, but it's a lot of people there. Going to this Denver Botanical Gardens on a Thursday, September, you know, first week of September, the weather was good, honestly, I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of better than the National one, because the National one, there's there's people everywhere, there's buses of people coming in, it was packed, but this Denver one, it felt good, nice space, I mean, it was just about as perfect as it can get. And so I was telling her, I was telling Tracy, the, the DVO committee chair, I was saying you know. One of the things is your the venue you have is A+. Plus. The speakers you have is A+. Plus. Um, the, the, the event guideline is A+. Plus. I said, you all did just a really amazing job of just getting the foundation so, just getting it so well done that you really were able to let your speakers do, do most of the other heavy lifting. And I'm sure they did a lot of behind the scenes things that, like, again, We didn't get a chance to see. But when you get the foundational part right, you really set yourself up for success in so many ways. So shout out to the conference committee, uh, Lauren, Kristen, Emily, Kat, uh, Bobby. They did an amazing job. And all the folks, I'm sure there's a lot of other DVO folks I didn't get a chance to interact with, but Nicole, Sarah, Brittany, they were also helpful. And they all really did just an amazing job of really making it seamless as an attendee loved it all right let's get into the sessions in any conference you attend your speakers and your sessions like your breakout sessions that you have are your bread and butter it's the meat of, I mean it's the meat of the sandwich and like I said they, they did a great job of having, again, venue good, information sharing good. All of that was really good. But when your speakers aren't good, when your sessions aren't good, those are the moment when your attendees leave you reviews and they go, oh, it was all right. Those are the moment when your attendees go, uh, eh, wasn't really worth the money. Folks, I think this was, a I think it was like $115 for non-members, and I'm a non-member, I think 100 for members, I could be off here, I could be a little bit wrong, was it 150? I can't remember how much I even paid, but I felt like I got my money's worth. I walk away from this going, dang, Duvia delivered. And it really started in a lot of respects with their keynote speaker, Carrie Knusen. It's gonna be hard to top her next year. And I'm sure they're going to do this event next year. And I'm sure they're going to have a keynote speaker next year. She delivered. <laughs> and one of the things with a keynote speaker, if you're going to have a keynote speaker at the beginning of your conference, and she was at the beginning because sometimes you can have it at the beginning or you can have it at the end. If you're going to have your keynote speaker at the beginning of a, of a conference, they need to really set the tone for the rest of the day session. And one of the things I really appreciated about Carrie's keynote speech, she really set the tone for the day with a strong focus on emotional intelligence. And if you were at the session or if you were at the conference, you you were there for the keynotes. I don't want to talk too much about it, but it was a solid 50 minutes of great analogies. Um, A a not out of this world slideshow because, you know, sometimes you go to a, a conference and the slides, too many texts, too many words, just too, too much. Her slide was really perfect. It was not too wild, but it really was able to have a good mix of going to the slide and then focusing on her, going to the slide and focus on her, which I appreciated. She was funny, personable. And the thing I think she did really well, and I think she did this in a real sneaky way, was she put the focus on the audience. And look, we're all here to attend this conference to basically talk about volunteerism, ways we can improve in our space at volunteer management, uh, volunteer recruitment, volunteer recognition, all the things with volunteerism, right? But she really had an amazing job of putting the focus on us as the audience and some of the ways that, we can look through society and look through life through a lens that places us in a better position to do all of those things with our volunteers so just a, a, a round of applause for her Bravo she she was really phenomenal from there I attended three different sessions but the thing is, one of the sessions was actually, two, well, two of the sessions were led by one person, Dr. Sue Carter-Kale. I went to her second session and her third session, which she also led with Betsy McFarlane. I'll talk about that here in a little bit. But the first session I attended was by Severina Ware uh, out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And let me tell you something. Going from Carrie's keynote speech into Severina's uh, session was about as a, a seamless and as perfect of a transition as you can do she had a really good one what the, the title of it what have you what have you done for you lately a conversation about professional self-advocacy and the audience was really into it she was very personable just a really really amazing job in that particular respect which is really good. So just, again, just a big shout out to her. It was a really good session. And I actually did take some really good aspects of what she was saying into my world. And when hearing some of the other things that uh, attendees in that session were saying, just just a, just a phenomenal session. I mean, this is at 10.45 in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, I'm already feeling like, dang. Between the venue, the seamless setup, um the snacks and all that i was like yeah this is pretty decent this is really good by the time i got to the second session that was all that was led by dr sue kale and she did a really good one as it relates to um she, she actually was on the fly actually so she was talking about community center volunteer data because that was going to be led by another person that couldn't make it so she jumped in i mean one of the things is when you have Bright session leaders and bright speakers, they are going to do the heavy lifting for you as it relates to the engagement with the audience. The the committee, their whole job is just, again, making sure it's good, making sure it's seamless and letting the session speakers do their thing. And then by the time we got to the third session, that was a really good one. Her and Betsy, they put on a phenomenal high-level insight as it relates to some of the ways we can really gain funds, but it wasn't really one of those deals where it was like, okay, you should do this, you should do that, you should do this. It was more like, look at the lens that you do in volunteering, and these are some of the ways that you can use that to gain funds and gain finances in your particular, your particular field. Um I, I love the fact that there were only three sessions. This wasn't like a four or five session thing. And I love the fact that with each session block, there were only three options. So it wasn't, I had to choose from five or six different ones and I had to go to four or five or six different ones. It was three separate sessions and each session I had the ability to choose three. So that was really, really good. My only, my only thing is I wish there was, and again, I couldn't attend, there were nine in total, so I can only attend three. I wish there were a little more, I wish there was maybe one or two sessions that were a little more of a deep dive as it relates to here's exactly what you should do. And I was talking to someone that was there that was at the event that was saying, you know, if this was an IRS conference, it'd be, all right, let's break out the the tax code book and let's do, you know, line by line. I didn't need anything quite like that, but it would have been nice to see just a little bit of a session that had a little bit of a deeper breakdown of maybe some numbers, maybe some money, maybe some some stats, and maybe some like listen. This is exactly what you need to do. Listen, the committee. Maybe that wasn't their goal. That wasn't their desire. Because again, from the very beginning, starting with Carrie uh, Knutson and how they set it up, they did a really good job. But from my point of view, I would have liked to have seen that a little bit more. And honestly, the only critique is, I mean, this is going to sound bad, but was the lunch. (laughs) I mean, it had a lot of great drink options, but I kind of wished a little bit more on on the food, but that's because, like, listen, I'm going to travel all this way, and you're walking around this uh, botanical garden and it's really beautiful. You're gonna work up an energy, so I could have used a little bit more fuel. There's a lot of bread in the in the meals, but that's neither here nor there. That was just a little thing from my from my point of view. So, just overall, a really good conference. I would highly recommend it. And listen, uh, Duvia Los Angeles, Duvia New York, Duvia Florida, you've got some competition because this Colorado thing was freaking good. 10 out of 10. We highly recommend. Hope they invite me back next year. One of the things I wanted to do before we got here, climb 10 minutes, probably close to 10 minutes, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Maybe you're in your car, you're, you're, you're driving to work, you're driving to the grocery store. Maybe you're at the conference and you're, you're hopping on a flight, you're heading back to Dallas, you're, you're going to San Diego, you're going to Nashville for your next te- your next uh, speaking gig, whatever you're doing, however you're listening to this. After being around all of these volunteer managers and coordinators and leaders, I wanted to give a quick Nonprofit Insider Podcast State of the Union address when it comes to volunteerism. And, and this is something that's been on my mind for a long time. And if you've been following the Nonprofit Insider For some time. You know, I've talked about pay, labor, gossip, of course, nonprofit horror stories. I've done book reviews. I've done a lot of things, but I haven't talked about volunteerism in a vacuum because it's something that's near and dear to my heart. As a person who who started in the nonprofit space as a volunteer, I was. 16 years old, had just moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, was living there at that point, about three years from Philadelphia. So I, I'm, I'm a Northeast kid. I'm in the South. I, I, I'm like at that age where I'm doing my own thing. I, I don't have a car, but I'm like exploring the Queen City, new state, new environment, new weather. I mean, just everything is brand new. And one of the ways that I was able to really grow and gain community, was do volunteerism. And I remember joining the Junior Civitans Club at my high school and Key Club at my high school. And one of the very, very, very first volunteering I'd ever did was like river cleanup. You know, just simple stuff, 16, 17-year-old kids, things like that. And it just opened my eyes to what could be. And from there, I went to college at Warren Wilson College in Asheville, North Carolina. Shout out to Appalachian State. We had a lot of folks at this conference from Appalachian State, funny enough. I go to Warren Wilson College in Asheville. I specifically go for a, a, on a volunteer scholarship as a part of the Bonner Scholar. I join AmeriCorps. I just stay in the nonprofit space in so many ways because I love Volunteering and what it can bring to a community. Fast forward all these years later, from 2004 when I started, to 2000, basically, and 24, right? I mean, almost 20 years later. And there's been a lot of things that have changed in the nonprofit space, in the volunteer world. Technology, we know that's a big thing, access to travel. Economic issues, both good and sometimes bad, you know, sometimes people are making more money, sometimes people are making less. Um, The ability for people to access information just as a whole, all of these different things have come into play. COVID, of course, was a really, really, really big thing. Um, But all of these aspects have come into play to really affect what it means to volunteer And with people living longer, now more than ever before, I had a lot of interactions with folks that work with senior citizens and senior communities at this particular conference, which is really great. With all of these things that come into play, it's really hard to describe the state of volunteerism. I think it's just a little too raw right now. One of the things Dr. Sue Carter-Kale had mentioned while uh, in one of her speeches was that the number of nonprofits that there are a significant number of nonprofits that are seeing about a 13 percent decrease in the number of volunteers and volunteer engagements that they're seeing. So I think the, the, the agency in the industry of volunteerism is still just a little too raw, even, you know, all these years removed from the heights of COVID. And when I say all these years, I mean, it's only really been if we're being honest, like a year. But when you think of the heights of COVID where people were, I mean, remember we were keeping track of how many people were dying every single day. I think think it's still too raw. So I think it's a little bit inconclusive as a whole. But one thing I really, really walked away from this conference, and one of the things I'm really gonna walk away from Denver after these uh, two days here in the city, is that even though The industry, and I'm calling it industry, that might not be the best words, but even though the industry of volunteerism is still a little bit raw, the support and the management of volunteerism and the people that are in the volunteer space is as solid as ever. And in fact, I think it's even better than ever. I think it's at a all-time high because there are a lot of volunteer managers and coordinators all across the nation that are really advocating for their volunteers. They're learning, they're developing, they're doing the best that they can and not just doing the best, but really putting the volunteers first. And and, and even more and this is going to be a little bit of a push here, but even more than putting the organization first the funders first, even more than putting the mission first. Volunteer managers and coordinators are putting their volunteers at the forefront and advocating for them in a fashion, to be honest, that I've never seen. And many volunteer managers have written the wave with their volunteers over these last two years, three years, four years. 5 years plus. And I talked to a lot of people at this conference who they were all things considered they'd been in their roles as volunteer coordinators for 3-4 years. That was the average that I seen. Maybe they were in the nonprofit space for some time, but I was surprised to meet so many volunteer managers that were saying, "One, I don't even know how I got into the nonprofit space and I just happened to get into the volunteer side of the nonprofit space relatively quickly and it hasn't really been that long that I've been into it and there are a lot of folks that are really just saying to themselves and pushing the volunteer mission at the forefront so I commend so many of you volunteer coordinators and managers out there you have a special place in my heart because as a volunteer coordinator myself who has worked with volunteers for a long time and who has been a volunteer on so many in in so many fashions. I just love the work that you all are doing so keep it up. And, and for me, I would say the state of volunteerism, why it is raw and why it is going to change very very uh rapidly and it's still a little bit undetermined at the very at the very at the very least the backbone of volunteerism and the people that are leading it as volunteers or pay staff is as strong as ever all right listen that's all for me i'm your host swim kareem again be sure to follow us on instagram if you haven't already let me know did you like today's episode what were some of your thoughts interact with me You can always hit me up at swim.kareem at gmail.com. I'm going to put a lot of information about our speakers and the show notes. I'm going to share some links. I might not do it all in the next 24 hours, but I feel like by the end of the weekend, I'll have a lot of these updated. So uh, for our keynote speakers and our, our session leaders, I'm going to try to put as much information in this episode. I'm going to jam pack it. Reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know. And if you have a non-profit horror story, listen to some of my previous episodes. I'd love to get some of the folks that were at this conference to send me some non horror stories. We can promote some of the things that you're doing, or we could do it anonymously. Either one. All right. That's it for me. I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. Enjoy as we uh, get into, I think, the first weekend of September. Is it the first weekend of September? Oh my gosh. Yeah, hey, we got the first weekend of September. So no, the the second weekend. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm tired. It's been a long day. I'm out of here. Peace.